Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 942. A lot of people ask me questions about what to collect, how to collect, and it's all about what makes you happy in your hobby. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Mike Zarnock. Hey, Mike, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah. Helmet's on. We're ready to go. All right. Mike Zarnock is an American author and columnist who writes collector's guides and articles about Hot Wheels, toy cars, and accessories. He's also the current producer, editor, and host of Hot Wheels TV on YouTube and is the senior contributing editor at Diecast Magazine. Michael's knowledge and his massive Hot Wheels collection of approximately 30,000 vehicles. Oh my gosh. Oh, I think my <laughs> wife thought I was crazy. You have a very kind wife. Has earned him I got an amazing wife. You too, for sure. <laughs> that has earned him notoriety around the world. He's authored 14 books, numerous chapters in other books, and hundreds of magazine articles about Hot Wheels, toy cars, and accessories. Mike has twice held the Guinness World Record Hot Wheels collection. He's earned the most distinguished label, one of the world's leading Hot Wheels authorities. Michael's massive collection, world notoriety, and world records have also raised him to an elite new level of collecting, as only a handful of collectors around the world have been classified as super collectors. So, Mike, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your life, your career, and a very obvious passion for little tiny cars? (laughs) Well, thank you, Mark. My passion for little cars and for big cars, of course. Growing up as a kid in a body shop, my dad was a body man. Of course, I had a, a love for cars. My dad always brought home toy cars. And as I got older, I got into real cars. You know, I, I'm one of those guys that have actually taken toy cars into real cars and then real cars back into toy cars. So I'm, I've been very lucky. I saw a picture of a one of those wild Hot Wheels that we all had as a kid, me included. But you're sitting in the real deal. So... You've done a bunch of those, right? Yeah. Actually, I you might have a picture of me sitting in the Batmobile. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the Munstermobile, or even my, my altered roadster that Mattel ended up making in 2009. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, very cool. I never expected to be where I am today. My, my passion for, for toys, you know, for Hot Wheels, of course, it has just gotten... Kind of way out of hand. I think so. so. I think so. Well, <laughs> well we're going to learn a lot more about this uh, fascination you have for small cars. All of us who grew up this that generation of Hot Wheels, well, they're still around today, of course, but mine started with Matchbox. Love those little toy cars. I still have all of mine. But first, as we continue on this journey of your life, I'm going to ask you for a success quote or a mantra, something that has meaning to you. It's a nice way to get the... Uh, Hot Wheels running on the bright orange track, if I remember right here on Cars, yeah. So, Mike, take the wheel. Um, you, you know, I, I I saw it on a bumper sticker one time, and, and I don't remember if, if this is as accurate as it was, but uh, when anyone asks, just live your life so the preacher doesn't have to lie at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's, what I mean? That's the first time <laughs> I've heard that here out of 942 people. <laughs> that's cool. 
just be the best person that you can be. Right. You know, I try to live my life that if somebody said anything bad about me, nobody would believe it. Yeah. Well, that's the way to be. It kind of goes back to the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh, It always works. But uh, that little spin on it with the preacher and at your graveside, I like that one. (laughs) Very nice. All about reputation and integrity for sure. Well, let's go back in time. You talk about your dad working in a body shop. You talk about you being a kid and loving cars. I would love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy? It was one of those things that that as far back as I can remember, cars have always been part of my life. You know, like I said, my dad worked in a body shop. Of course, he knew all the uh, the car dealers, and uh, back then, you know, there was uh, Aurora slot car tracks, and the car dealers would get a promotional slot car track. I remember the Ford dealership across from the body shop that my dad worked at had the uh, 64 and a half Mustangs, mm. and it was in their showroom, and when they were done with it, it, it came home. Uh, <laughs> it showed up in my, it showed up on my kitchen table. Nice. You know, the next morning, and my dad and I played with it. So, I mean, as far as I can remember, uh, cars have always been in my life. Uh, I would hang out with my dad at the body shop on the weekends, would you know, clean the tow truck and clean the garage. I mean, uh, of course, my, my first jobs were uh, sweeping the floor of course. and sand cars. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, cars have always, always been a part of my life. And I always said that, uh, you know, I was, I was going to be a race car driver someday. Well, we're going to learn a little bit more about this massive collection of Hot Wheels, but I have to ask you this question before I get on to my next one, and that is, what was your very first, whether it was Matchbox or Hot Wheels, what was your first one? Do you remember, and do you still have Ooh. it? You know, I, I collected Matchbox cars, and I collected Corgi cars. I collected everything and anything. Well, I was born in 1958, so as far back as I can remember, probably 1960, 61, mm-hmm. there were big trucks. Uh, I remember my dad bringing home a uh, Coca-Cola truck, which was, I think, a Tonka or maybe Nylant, mm-hmm. and had the little Coca-Cola cases on it. M- remembering my first one, no, but some of the ones that I do remember, I remember having a, a, a car carrier. I mean, I loved car carriers. I remember my mother telling me a story. We were walking downtown one time, past a Chevrolet dealership, and they were unloading brand new Chevrolets, probably 1961, 62, and we couldn't go until every car was off of that car hauler. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I have had a passion for car carriers ever since. I have an, a huge car carrier and tow truck collection. Mm. So, uh, you know, those, those, I would probably say that tow trucks and car carriers were, were the first yeah. of, uh, of my collection. Yeah, I have a Matchbox car carrier. I'm, I think it's orange and green, if I remember. It's in a box in the back mm-hmm. here. But uh, yeah, and I think the idea behind car carriers is if one car is good, a lot of cars are better. So oh, yeah. <laughs> there's the answer yep. there. Well, I want to take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down, Mike, and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you face. These things are great in the sense that they teach us lessons. They are challenging but they teach us lessons if we pay attention. So take us to one of yours, walk us through it, and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business. Well, you know, um, race cars. Race cars are things that, that people always talk about. Um, you're going to put money into them. Don't expect to get money out of them. Do what you can and and have fun with it. You know, and, and a lot of people go way too far. Uh, you know, I've seen people lose their business, lose their, their lives, lose their, lose their families over it. Um, when I went from streetcars to the real race car, you know, you, you always talk about, uh, you know, people talk about real race cars don't have doors. 
So my my most important race car was the Altered, of course, which was an old double A car. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Carl Heichel's car. It was called Carol's Mink originally. Wow. And I, I bought that and put a small black Chevy in it. And I built that car. I bought the chassis for $1,000 that in a, in a trailer. And I probably had uh, maybe $1,500 in that whole car when I got all done. So, <laughs> But, uh, you know, we had a ball with it. And, and that's the car that Mattel reproduced as, uh, as part of their Jackship Demon series. Oh, wow. But, you know, I... I at the time, um, Econo dragsters were coming out, Econo classes were coming out. So I thought that I could build the car and as an Econo car. And as I got going, you know, the word Econo means, hey, it's not going to cost you a lot of money. Right. So when I found out that cylinder heads were going to cost you five to $10,000, <laughs> holy moly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is, this, this is not an economy class at all. No. So, um, you know, I'm learning a big lesson in the big times was, was, was a big wake up call for me. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up building the car to my specifications and, uh, and having a lot of fun with it. So yes, racing, as they say, if, if you have a whole lot of money, it's a good way to have a whole less lot of money. If you wanted to do it, just go <laughs> racing. So, uh, Oh yes, I raced yeah. for about ten, twelve years. It was a, it's a very expensive hobby for sure. Great fun, but yeah, it's a very pricey thing to do. Especially if you're doing it on your own dime. Yes, well, you're way more talented than I am, so I had to rely on help, but uh, it certainly was fun. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment, a time when your career maybe took a new path, a new direction. Kind of walk us through that. Uh, Well, and in in the mid-'90s, I want to say probably 95, 96, I was collecting Hot Wheels with my oldest son, Chris. And he was around the age that you would kind of think that and he would really enjoy Hot Wheels like I did at that age. And uh, my wife came home with, with a computer. And I was really upset. I, I, I went through the roof. I was like, you spent $500 on this thing that nobody is going to use. It's going to sit in the corner. We're going to hang our coat on it when we walk in the door. And no one, I really can't believe that you did this. So she, the guy that she bought it from came over and he set it all up and he's asking me all kinds of questions. And I'm kind of giving him the, you know, the, yeah. the used car answers. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. buddy, I really don't want to talk to you. Right. So um, he says, well, what are you into? I said, well, I collect Hot Wheels. So he typed in Hot Wheels and all these things came up. It's like, oh my goodness. Yes. Look at that. And, you know, after that, it was, it was Every night I'm on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I ended up building this huge website about variations, how we have variations. Mm-hmm. There were only a handful of books out there. I think Bob Parker had his out and uh, Mike Strauss had his out. But nobody was really doing the, the stuff that was out there at the moment, you know, any, any variations. Right. So uh, my other buddy, Mike, and I would, would go hunting all the time and we'd find things. And I would, like I said, I, I made a, a website. I went in the back door and learned how to do all that stuff. And I had this huge, huge website. And after a while, people were writing me, you know, can I have a copy of your of your list? Can I, can I you know, take a copy of your, your list off the internet? And I started sending a lot of these out. And maybe after a month or two, it was like, aha. Yes. <laughs> 
I'm sending a lot of these out there for what it's cost me. I think it was like five bucks for the for the paper and the ink and in in the mailing. Yeah. And I says, you know, I'm I'm going to shop this around and see if I can you know, get a book deal because yeah. there, you know, there really wasn't anything out there. So it was the, the second company that I sent it out to. They said, uh, yeah, what do you say we do a book? Cool. I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like Ralph Cramden, hamana, 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 ha. Right. <laughs> uh, what do I do now? But yeah, that was that was my aha moment. And it was okay. And, and, and the rest is history because it's just been 24-7. Don't you hate it when your wife says, I told you so? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. She also, you know what? She never did. Thank, thank goodness she never did. <laughs> she just smiles and realizes she opened yep. your world. So, yeah. Well, I know you and I were the same age, and we've been married both for a long time. So, uh, yeah, we both married smart women that take good care of us. So, uh, yeah, funny how these things can turn around on you. That little funky computer <laughs> became much more important than a coat rack. That's oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, nice. Definitely. Well, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many, but is there one that stands out you'd share with us? I think when I was inducted into the Diecast Hall of Fame oh, in, in yeah. 2009, then again, the same year, you know, Mattel made my own race car part of their how we align up the drag strip demons. So being a collector, yes, yeah, in the back of your mind, boy, it'd be cool to have my name on a, on a Hot Wheel car. Yeah. But to have your actual race car yeah. done... You know, out there with with Perdome and, and Muldowney and and, and uh, all, all those guys, it's like wow. I mean, I know they didn't do it because I was a famous drag racer. Uh, they did it because of my place in the Hot Wheel world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that's definitely a huge, huge honor. So uh, the diecast Hall of Fame or having my race car reproduced as a Hot Wheel. I got to go with, with having my race car reproduced. Yeah, that's pretty darn cool for somebody <laughs> who collects. Two. Yeah, I'll take door number two. two. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How cool is that? I mean, that's like every kid's dream. And then, of course, every adult's yeah. dream, too, whether you want to admit it or not. But that's pretty darn cool. I love that. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Now, if you want to talk about Matchbox cars, that's cool, too. But usually, I ask people to bring up the first car they got in their life that really had great meaning. So what's that for you? I was working in a gas station, 16 years old, with my cousin David. And living in, in central New York, you never really see any cool cars back then. You know, we had snow probably eight, nine months of the year. So the only time you saw anything cool was in a, a, a car show or in, in the uh, magazines. Mm-hmm. So we're standing outside, and all of a sudden, my cousin David smacks me. And I, I look at him, and he points to this yellow gasser nomad 55 nomad coming down the road and this thing's got six foot ladder bars straight axle front end this thing is unbelievable and neither neither one of us could talk because we are so enthralled yes at this thing coming down the road and i was like oh my god did you see that yellow and it was gone in, in a split second so maybe a week later my cousin shows up with this this paper called the Penny Saver. I don't know if you guys have it. I remember yet. the Penny Saver way yeah. back when, yes. And in the Penny Saver is this 55 Gasser Nomad right. for sale. Yeah. $900, no motor. <laughs> and I'm thinking, where am I going to get $900? Yes. So I go to my mother and she's like, well, I don't have it. Yeah. And I'm going to go to my grandmother and uh, we got the money. 
All right, Grandma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went out to Rome where it was. Uh, The guy was was from Arizona originally. And was stationed at the Air Force Base, Griffiths Air Force Base. And uh, there it was in all its glory. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. So we paid the guy 900 bucks and we towed this thing home with no front brakes. And it was like, oh, man. (laughs) That was my very first really cool car that I never got to drive. Never got to drive. That sounds like the uh, Paul Harvey rest of the story. (laughs) I towed it home. There are no front brakes in it. Uh, We were lucky we didn't crack it up on the way home. But I was 16 years old, had no money, of course. We did get an engine in it. There were many, many issues of getting it running. And I ended up trading it off for a 69 Roadrunner 383 four-speed car. And mm-hmm. that one, I'll tell you, I drove the wheels off of. So cool. I cool. got a lot of trouble with that car. I'll but bet. yeah, that was, my, that was my, my really cool first car. Nice. Love the Nomad. Well, how about Seller's Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go you wish you had back? A lot of cars I have built from the ground up. And... Just about every car that I sell, I sit there and I cry like a baby <laughs> when I sell it because it, yeah. it, you have so much love and attention into it. My wife always goes, are you crying? No, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. That's not a tear. <laughs> it's just windy out, dear. But, you know, because I have every receipt. I'm going through it with the guy and my wife's you know, like, like, hit me in the arm. You know, We can go now. We can go. No, no. I got to make sure he knows it. He's yeah. Right, it's a brand new one. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Nomad, maybe the Roadrunner, my GTX. I mean, I, you know, all of my cars are really, really something special to me. Yeah. So every one of them, except my Camaro. I bought that, didn't do anything to it, so I really had no love for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of my cars that I put a lot of love and love, sweat and gears into, every every one of them was, was a buyer's remorse because I loved every one of them. Yeah, so. I understand. Well, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about this absolutely fanatical impulse you have to buy Hot Wheels. I mean, 30,000 plus cars. I mean, just the first thing that comes to mind is where the heck do you keep all these things? But talk a little bit about this incredible collection. What got you started? What keeps you going? I mean, it's just, and with what they pump out as far as Hot Wheels, it's never ending. And maybe uh, what a saint you married of a wife that puts up with all these things. Oh, (laughs) well, you know my wife and I, probably our first date, I think, we were going to the beach or something on Friday afternoon, and I stopped at one of the drugstores. And I stopped into the toy aisle, and we're looking at Hot Wheels, looking at Hot Wheels, looking at Racing Champions. A lot At the, at the time, Racing Champions were really, really big, and very detailed, and, and they looked like authentic race cars. So we're standing there, and I'm taking each one of them off the pegs, and I'm handing her one of everything not thinking anything of it so i get all done and i got a handful and she's got a handful or an armful i say come on let's go and she said well hey i gotta put these back i said no no i'm no. buying all those yeah I'm, I'm buying all these she said all of them then i said yeah i mean of course so she knew right off the bat yeah first day out i got something what, here <laughs> what i was all about yeah and then when she came over to my house she saw that there was a whole wall of Hot Wheels and Loose and Champions and, and everything else. Now, this was 28 plus years ago, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, 89, 90, something like okay. that. And it hasn't stopped since. No. No. No, not at all. 
it's actually gotten worse. You know, there'll be times that we'll go and we'll buy a whole case of something, which is 72 cars Mm -hmm. or something will show up on the doorstep. Yeah. But something about just being able to have any color AC Cobra that I want or any color, (laughs) uh, any color, uh, big black Corvette that I want. Uh That's the cool thing about it. And, uh, I like a lot of the custom stuff, like a lot of the Roth stuff. Yeah. So being able to have one of everything on the shelf, and they're small enough where where you can have them. Yeah, exactly. I do have a lot of storage space. Luckily, um, I I have uh, like 2,500 square feet of storage space here at the house. Mm -hmm. But I do have a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think so. Well, let me ask you this. Is there one that you don't have you wish you did? (sighs) Oh. There's a lot that I wish I had. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my uh, you, you you may have heard of the of the pink beach bomb. Oh yes, yes, Pascal the has. Holy Grail. Yes. Yeah, that's a really cool piece. And it, when I got to do the book on that, I, I learned an awful lot about about the rear loaders and all the all the differences between um, the ones that were made after that, mm-hmm. and a lot of the pre production stuff. But I collect the later stuff from 1989 to 1999, mm-hmm. which were the collector number era. And uh, I'm only missing like five cars from the 1,121 cars that were that were produced, plus wow. their variations. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. So it, there's uh, probably $10,000 worth of cars out of those five cars that I don't have. Yeah. And, of course, I'm not going to take that money out of, out of my race car or my my truck money, the uh-huh. truck I've been trying to build yeah. for since 2009. But when I find something, you know, I, I pick it up. But there's one card. My holy grail is the collector number 271. And you may have seen some of my YouTube videos or things on the internet about me authenticating them. Mm-hmm. They are quite rare and um, quite valuable. If you're lucky to find one and lucky to find someone to sell you one, you might pick it up for $3,500. Wow. So, and yeah. what's what's the car, the mark that that model is? It is a uh, Thunderbird funny car. Okay. But it's not the car that has the value. That, that car was, was reproduced in, in different uh, different packages, different uh, play sets, things like that. But it's that package. Like I said, I collect the collector number packages, 1 through 1121. And it's that package that holds the value. So if you had that car on that card, and you ripped it out of there, you just threw away $3,499 uh, because yeah. it's the package that well, makes it. Well, who'd have thought? Valuable. Who'd have thought? Wow. Exactly. exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, absolutely incredible, phenomenal. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there that are going, oh, my goodness, that's incredible. But, uh, yeah, and the, you know, the listeners will have to go, and you can find a lot of information on this pink uh Wow. I guess it's a VW bus, isn't it? Is that the pink? It's a VW bus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, with the, the surfboards hanging out the back. And there's an interesting story. I know I watched the guy on Antiques Roadshow that brought one, and they valued it this was a while ago at very high. I think that – is that thing worth around 75000 now? Is that about what they're worth? The one that Bruce Pascal has, the pink one that he has, he paid somewhere like seventy two, seventy five thousand dollars $75,000 for it. Wow. So that red one on Antique Roadshow is definitely not worth that kind of money. Mm-hmm. When you hear of money like that, people just they j- jump on the bandwagon. And there are some reproductions out there, mm-hmm. which people have to look for. Yeah. But I would say that red one was worth probably twelve to $15,000. Okay. Okay. 
Wow. So still um, a lot of money yeah, for a little toy car. Oh sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, and there's a lot of other ones that are worth you know forty, fifty thousand dollars. Right. There was another pink one that was found with a different base on it. Bruce bought that, mm-hmm. and then sold that to uh, another collector for uh, know, probably thirty, forty thousand dollars. Wow. Oh, incredible! Absolutely incredible. What fun! So uh, yeah, dig through your garage. You never know what might be out there. He's just sitting in a bucket. Out in the on the west coast, yeah. And if, and if you had anybody that uh, in your family that worked for Mattel, mm-hmm. you, there's a good chance that you have some of those in a shoebox somewhere because that's what happened. Yeah. On Friday afternoon, they would hand everybody a box of uh, cars and some track sets and say, "Here, bring these home to the kids. Yeah. Let us know what they thought of them. Let us know what they thought of the colors. If they had fun with them." And on Monday. You know, everybody would get a report back to the uh, R&D department. Uh, yeah, everybody liked this, but my boys didn't like the pink color, and this didn't work in the racetrack. Yeah, but everybody got to keep the cars. Fine. So ah, that was, uh, fun that's stuff. where they came from. Fun stuff. Yep. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Mike. If you were a car, what kind of car would Mike be, and why? Oh, did you ever hear that Johnny Cash song? It's a 49-50-51. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> the guy that stole all the parts out of the Cadillac assembly exactly, line yeah, over the exactly. years. Uh, yeah. Would I be a big truck because I'm a little guy? I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I have this infatuation for S10s. I have three of them right now. And I also have a big four-door dually, square body. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a little guy, so I'd probably be uh, a little S10 with a big block motor in it. There you go. So <laughs> Perfect, perfect. Well, Mike, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal or the Hot Wheels on the orange track, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. 
Okay, Mike, we are back, and we're entering the last loop on the Hot Wheels track. See, I'm remembering all the fun that I used to have with those orange tracks. <laughs> uh, my mom would always triple over them and say, get that out of the kitchen. Take it to your bedroom. This is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Oh, don't buy a new car. Uh, you know, I've heard that before. Yeah, let someone else take that depreciation hit. It is a, unless yep. it's a Hot Wheels, and then keep it in the... Well, yeah, of course. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Uh, just keep your eyes open. Make sure that you know what you're doing, and don't ever jump into anything uh, haphazardly. Yes. Always know what you're going, you know, what you're getting into. Very smart. Now, how about a resource? Is there a resource out there that you think our Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? Uh, for Hot Wheel cars? Yeah, Hot Wheels. There, there are many different ones out there. Of course, your, your your best reference would be to just Google everything. I mean, you know, Google is, is the coolest thing out there now. You know, we didn't have that when I was a kid. No. And of course, we didn't have it that much. Uh, well, I don't think Google was around in '95 when I started really getting heavy into Hot Wheels. But um, you know, Google what you're looking for. Make sure that you can verify your your answers. There's a lot. Of, a lot of times, there's things out there like Wiki. You know, people just make it up. Because yeah. it sounds good. Yeah, exactly. So. Yep, vet everything. Now about a drink. If I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry or the toy industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Uh, well, one, I've been sober for 20 years, so that's a good thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> but being who I am and, and where I've gotten to be, I'll tell you, man, I have gotten to meet so many cool people and been able to sit down and talk with them. So we would have to go way back in time, maybe Henry Ford, mm-hmm. pick, pick his brain about what was going on with, with him and, uh, and and all of his genius. I think that would be very, very cool. And we could certainly have a lemonade with old Henry Ford. No problem with there that. There you go. There you go. Now about a book, is there a book out there that you think our listeners would really enjoy? As far as real car stuff, you know, there, there are many, many good books out there. Uh, Motor Books does an awful lot of really cool stuff. Yes. Um, depending on what you're into, again, Google what you're uh, looking for. And if you do have the time to sit down and read something, yeah, do it. But, you know, as far as, as me, um, any, anytime I get a chance to read something, I'm there. You know, if I'm sitting on a plane going across country, I have a couple hours to, to actually be to myself and, and, and learn something. And that's what I've done. I, anything that I've read, I want to make sure that, that I learned something out of it. So. Is there a Hot Wheels book that you could recommend if somebody wants to learn more about that that toy and start collecting? Well, you know, I have written 14 Hot Wheels books. Okay, so there we any, go. Anything, <laughs> any any title with, uh, with my name in it would definitely be advantageous to anyone who collects. And, and that is one of the, the first things that I put into my books. Uh, I, I wrote my books to make sure that people did not get taken advantage of. I don't put anything in my books that are ghosts, which means I have I have proven that whatever is in the book is real. There's uh, you know there's some publications out there that have accepted things as hearsay, and I get questions all the time. Hey, how come you don't have this? I don't have that, and that's because it's not real. So uh, if you do read any of my books, especially in the beginning of the book. There are many pages of, uh, of information that are quite, quite important to collecting, so you don't get taken advantage of. Are all those books available today, like uh, on Amazon? Uh, they are available on Amazon. I don't have any. Um, they are always sold out pretty much uh, a year or so after they're uh, 
produced. Some have even gone into second printings. Nice. And right now, a lot of them have really gotten expensive to find. Go to Amazon, and uh, I'm sure a few of the other titles are out there. There you go. Well, listeners, I'll make sure that all these resources are located on Mike's Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com. Type in Mike Zarnack, Z-A-R-N-O-C-K is how you spell his last name. Check everything out. I'll make sure it's all there. And as far as the books, I'll find some of his books for you so you can do some quick, easy clicks to buy from the Cars yeah resources page. Guest recommended books are listed there. And all the past 942 guest books are listed there. A wonderful resource for you. If you're into Hot Wheels, Mike's the guy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. This last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world today. I'll include any Hot Wheels cars out there that you would love to add to your collection. But I'm only going to buy you one, but money's no object, so don't worry about that. I'm writing the check. What's that going to be and why? I know all of my Chevy fans are going to really give a boo out there, but AC Cobra. Oh. A 64 427 AC Cobra car. That would be my my dream car. Or you know what? And if we couldn't find that, let's go with a with actually the the late 2000s Copo Camaro. Oh, I don't want a 69. I want I want one of the new Copo Camaros. So uh, if money's no object, you know, you, you, either one of those, I know that the AC would be much, much more expensive. Yeah. So I have to give my, my Chevy fans and my Ford fans something to, uh, <laughs> something to talk about. Okay. Well, you're playing both sides of the fence here. So I'm going to make you decide <laughs> which, to. I'm going to make you decide which of the two. I'm only, I can only buy you one car. All right. Yeah. Okay. Was it just for today? Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's go with the, with the Copo Camaro and I'm going to put it on the street. There you go. Awesome. So, awesome. What, what color would you like that to be? White. Got to be white with blue stripes. There you go. I love it. All right. Well, Mike, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've enjoyed getting to know you better. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Out listeners. I know you're going through a recent knee replacement, right? So you're a little bit laid up this oh. week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to bring that up. But, you know, I appreciate you taking a little time off your meds so that you could talk intelligently here as you recover. Uh, from that, and we wish you a very quick and uh, successful recovery so you're back up and running down the street uh, very, very soon. Could you offer us a parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Copo Camaro? A lot of people ask me questions about what to collect, how to collect, and it's all about what makes you happy in your hobby. It's your hobby. If, if it's going to stress you out, that's not something that you want to do. Yeah. Collect what you like collect what makes you happy if you like collecting you know sticks hey go out there collect sticks it makes you happy but don't don't collect something because you think it's going to be valuable down the road if you want to collect something that's valuable down the road collect money put your money in the bank <laughs> yes so, <laughs> very know. wise very wise Oh, I like that's, that. that. That's the only the good piece of, uh, of information I can give you. So. I like it. Very good piece of information. If you like money, collect money. That's cl- that's go. classic. That was a great line. I'm going to share that with my son. He just called me today to talk about <laughs> investing. I'm like, yeah, that's the best way to invest. Just collect money. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? They can go to MikeZarnock.com and, of course, my YouTube channel, which is Hot Wheels TV on YouTube. There you go. Well, listeners, I'll make sure that you can find links to all these great resources Mike has shared. I encourage you to check out what he's up to. Boy, if you like Matchbox, Hot Wheels, I know I keep saying Matchbox, but that's kind of my era as well. But any of these little toy cars, 
This is the guy that can help you find what you want and guide you down the right path. Mike, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you much. Thank it's you. for being here. Yeah, a pleasure was all mine. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!